Shalom, welcome to Tanakh Study. This is Alex Israel from Alon Shavut. Uh, we are learning Parshat Vayera and we're currently in Parakutet, chapter 19. Along with the two visitors, the two Malachim, the two angel, angel men, who are visiting uh, Lot's house. And Teramishkavu, uh, Parakutet, Pasuk Dalad, chapter 19, verse 4. They had not yet gone to sleep in Lot's house, but on Shehair, on Shehsedom, Nasabolabait, Minarva, Adzakain, Kolha Amikatse. There is this terrible mob scene here at night where all the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house from young to old, all the people, Mikatse, from, from, from the, the, to the last, but you could well Lot. They call out to Lot and they say to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, that we may know them. What exactly do they want to do? What does it mean that we may know them? Before I even, even get there, let me relate to the line which we've seen earlier on. Um, where God said, Pasuk Chaf Aleph, in the previous parak, Erdana Be'ereh, let me go down and see, Haketzakata Haba'a Elai. Is the crying from the, 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 the cry that I'm hearing from Saddam really true? Um, and if not, I will know. V'imlo Eida. God goes to find and to investigate and see the moral climate of Saddam. And this he does by use of these two men. And of course they are going, I will know what to do. Of course, the response they find is, where are the men who have come to you tonight? Bring them out that we shall know them. Now here, of course, the question is, what does we mean by know them? One option, of course, is that uh, this is sexual in nature. And uh, the obvious proof will be, Lot's response, because Lot responds here in Pasuchet, I have two daughters, Ish, two virgin daughters, Do to my daughters whatever you like, just don't do anything to these men, because they've come into my house and I've given them hospitality, and therefore I have to protect them. If if uh, the, if they simply want to know who these men are, what's the use of sending out Lot's daughters? The implication here is that this is the biblical no, and hence uh, Sodom contributes a word to the English dictionary, sodomy. And the assumption is that they wanted to rape these men, and that they will have their way with his daughters instead. Uh, in this case, the main crime of Sodom is sexual I have to say that Yechezkel gives another option. Yechezkel says that the sin of Sodom wasn't so much sexual, but a lack of support of the poor. If I read here from Yechezkel, Perek Tetzayin, Pasuk Memtet, chapter 16, verse 49, it says, This was the sin of Sodom. They were so satisfied with bread, the Shalvat Hashkeit, and such a calm and peaceful environment, In other words, 
they didn't look out for the poor. But Sodom is a wealthy uh, place which doesn't want to share. In this case, indeed, we would be saying, who are these guests? We want to know who they are because we don't welcome guests in Sodom. Uh, we've given these are two very different interpretations both of them are sins of Sodom but I would say that at some level I do think that they coalesce because of course if Sodom is a place which wants to be controlling it's a wealthy place it doesn't like sharing what Chazal call Midat Sodom they're only interested in having what they have uh, they're not interested in sharing with any outsiders as as Cheskel says then Outsiders, visitors, become used for my purposes. Chesed, the way Avram deals with the rest of the world is, I serve the other. I find somebody needy, I find an outsider, and I look out for them. I look at their needs. Sodom say, well, if you're a visitor, how can you serve me? And therefore Sodom doesn't share, Sodom doesn't share its wealth. It's just interesting in anybody who from the outside comes what can we suck out of you and maybe a subset of this is indeed this sexual predatorship which wants to simply use an outsider for uh, perverted desires so if god was looking to discover what was happening in sodom and what the moral climate of the place was i think god has found out very very well let's continue with the text here uh, Lot has, we, we missed out one pasuk, pasuk vav. They say, bring the men out and let us know them. Lot ha-petcha. Lot went out to the door to talk to the mod, mob. He has to close the door. The mob is seething and he's worried that they'll break into his house. And he says, don't be evil, he says to Achai, to his brothers, the people of Sodom. And he offers his daughters, as we said, I have two daughters who do not know a man there. Verb yada. I'll bring them out to you. He said, Do not do achaitareu, do not do evil, do whatever is good in your eyes. Just don't do anything to my guests. How do the people of Sodom respond? They say, come over here. And they say, You came here just to sojourn here. You're a foreigner. Now you're judging us. Now we're going to do even worse to you than we intended to do to them. And now they really start taking on Lot and they are about to break down the door until we have the Anashim outside the house on Sodom and the Anashim, the angels inside the house they bring Lot inside how they got him inside quickly close the door in order to protect them, all the people inside, outside the house, Hikuba San Verim, are smitten with some sort of blindness. Mikatan va Adgadol va Yilunim Tzavapatach. They can't find their way to the door. And now va Yomru Anashim Elot Od Milachapo Chatan Uvanecha Vnotecha. Who else is here? Your son-in-law, your sons, your daughters. V'chol Hashelach Ba'ir Hotzei Min Amakom. 
take them out of the city again a very interesting world wordplay because the mob outside had said uh, uh, about his guests bring them out to us send them out to us and we will know them but now the men inside say we are taking you take everybody out of this place take everybody out of Sodom we're destroying this place because the screams of this place are reaching God God has sent us to destroy it this is the first moment where we now know that God has decided to destroy the city and this is certainly the moment where Lot himself realizes that his guests are not merely innocent men who he has given hospitality to but in fact angels and it's this point that Lot Vayetze Lot Lot goes out I guess out of the room he couldn't have gone outside and he spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters and said let's get out of here God is going to destroy the city he was as if joking in uh, the eyes of his sons-in-law I want to we've already assessed this story on the background of Avraham's hospitality and we've said that Lot Lot's hospitality is very reminiscent of Avraham's hospitality but of course there are certain reversals here um, one reversal which is which is amazing is that if we can again can imagine that the men it's the same men who are coming and of course Lot is the surrogate for Avraham they're the parallels in that story in response to Avram and Sarah's hospitality the men said Aye Sarah where is Sarah your wife they want to give her a blessing um, that she will have a child here we also have an Aye but it's not given by the men inside the house it's given by the men outside the house uh, they say Aye Ha'anashim where are the men who came to you tonight bring them out to us that we may know them in other words the aye here in the first story is they want to give a blessing to Sarah to give life to Sarah here they want to take out the men take their honor and to use the men for their own sexual gratification but maybe one of the most amazing interplays with that earlier story is that there of course it was Sarah who laughed she was she was metachek she laughed here it is his sons-in-law who laugh and his sons-in-law laugh because they're not going to be willing to leave and here I'd like to say a few words about assessing Lot as a character on the one hand Lot is like Avraham he does hospitality on the other hand how should we assess this man here there are two assessments I've already mentioned in our previous class the Purkei de Rabbi Eliezer who says that Lot uh, again was very virtuous and uh, they talk about uh, whoever walks with the wise will be wise and Lot practiced exactly how Avram practiced but the Medrash Tanchuma goes in a different direction the Ramban quotes this Medrash Tanchuma and he says Lot was, was evil how do we see it? he says well usually a man will protect his wife or his daughter's honor by killing the people who are going to try and rape his wife or his daughters 
killing them or even being killed himself. And he says, and this lot, this lot sends his daughters out to be raped by the mob. What sort of a person are you, Lot? Uh, more than that, the, the Midrash then accuses Lot that the whole reason why he went to Sodom was because he wanted some of that promiscuity because, of course, Lot lifted up his eyes and he saw Sodom in the valley and it says, Sodom The people of Sodom were incredibly evil that Lot actually wanted a bit of that. Maybe that's asking too much, but the Midrash says and then says, and you'll see Lot, you'll get your comeuppance because... Eventually, the children in school will be laughing and giggling when they read the story of the way that your uh, daughters got you drunk and were intimate with you and committed incest with you. A very damning critique of Lot, who is seen as lecherous and interested in, in, in the promiscuity of Sodom and, and of course, uh, accusing him of not protecting his daughters. How do we view Lot in a positive way or a negative way? And I'd like to say this about Lot. I think Lot, to me, it provides a severe warning about um, living life by accident. And let me explain what I mean by this. We explained in one of our earlier classes, the class when we discussed uh, Bereshit chapter 13, that Lot went down to Sodom, not because... He, Sodom was evil. I don't believe that's true. He went despite the fact that Sodom was evil. Why did he go to Sodom? Lot had enough of wandering. Lot didn't want to wander anymore. He didn't want the financial insecurity of being a shepherd with the scant resources that the land could provide. He saw that he was already wealthy and he chose the Jordan Valley, which was fertile. And in order to go to the Jordan Valley, he probably would have had to sell up his sheep and become himself a farmer or possibly a merchant. He now became a city dweller and went out in the day to work his fields, which were irrigated by the water from the Jordan. He went there because this offered him a financial security, and we see throughout the stories that the word rechush, uh, possessions, are very, very important in, in, in Sodom. In fact, Rashi says here, when we're going to see in just two more psukim, Mahama, that Lot wavers, before leaving Sodom, he wavers because he didn't want to leave his financial security. Lot went to Sodom, and indeed it was an evil place, but he went there for the comfort. But Lot said to himself, I am going to keep my moral stance. I am always going to be a member of the Avram household. As we saw earlier on, Avram is somebody of Staka'u Mishpat, and he, that is what he teaches Banav at Harav, his children in his house after him. And that's true. Lot kept on up with his hospitality, but eventually Lot, his moral sense is skewed. First of all, we see what his family is like. We see that Lot's family, his sons-in-law, laugh at him. We're not leaving. There is no life outside Sodom. Sodom is the place where life is. It's the great metropolis. It is the place where the living is easy. We're not leaving here. Sodom will never be destroyed. They don't believe him. He is metzachet b'nei chatanav. When you, when you go and live in Sodom, the likely is that your children who grow up there, his daughters had married residents of Sodom, Sodomites, then you're going to absorb their value system. 
And uh, therefore we see that his daughters at the end of the story get him drunk and commit incest with him. And we'll, we'll get to that story, but maybe I'll just analyse it already at this point. Because, of course, the notion that after an apocalypse, when you think that there's no one left in the world, suddenly they're in a cave and they get lot drunk, reminds us very, very strongly of the story of Noah. Noah, after the flood, when they think they are the only people in the world and everybody has been destroyed, Lot himself gets drunk. And if you remember the story there, his uh, child Ham sees him naked in the tent and makes fun of him or goes to tell the brothers and the brothers cover him up. That was a case of Giloy Arayot, exposure of uh, his nakedness. But of course their Giloy Arayot was only a question of looking. Here Giloy Arayot is much deeper because his chil his daughters actually are intimate with him, get pregnant from him. And on the basis of that story we have to say that Lot's daughters do something far more extreme, far more problematic from the perspective of the Torah. The Torah always sees sexual immorality as a most devastating sin. And in this regard, you can only feel that Lot's daughters, who he had offered to the mob, had absorbed also some of this degenerate culture, degenerate sexual culture of Sodom. And here I'll say the last thing about Lot. So why did Lot offer his children out there? I would argue that Lot's hospitality is his fig leaf. It is his, it is his a decency. It's the way he holds on to the fact, yes, I still am an Abrahamite. But as we all know, when life is in danger, certain mitzvot go by the wayside. We keep Shabbat, but if we have a case of pikuach nefesh, of danger to life, we discard Shabbat. And we drive to the hospital and we, we heal people. Likewise, your guests are important, but not important enough that you abandon your daughters. I would argue that Lot had realized that he had become morally corroded here in Sodom and he felt this need to hold on to his hospitality in order to hold on to his dignity. And this is a great warning about what happens when we go live somewhere because of standard of living, but we pay a dreadful moral price. I always tell my students, my 18-year-old students who are at the, at the threshold of their adulthood, to be very, very careful where they decide to live, to be, think about what environment and what social uh, atmosphere they live in, because wherever you decide to settle down, whatever community you decide to be in, your children will definitely follow the majority of of the standards of that place. Go look at how the, I don't know, high school students graduate from high school. If you don't like the way that they are, if you don't like or the culture that they're involved with, if you don't like their religious standard, don't live there because this is exactly what happened to Lot. Lot went to, went to Sodom because he wanted a, a high standard of living, but he paid a terrible price with his children. It is Nechama Leibovitz who calls Lot a study in mediocrity. Lot is not a tzaddik. He is not righteous. He is not evil. He is just a sort of wishy-washy guy. He's not particularly principled. He's much more concerned with his standard of living than with his life of principle. But look the price that he pays. His family won't leave Sodom with him. They can't imagine life outside Sodom. And we've already spoken about what his daughters do to him. 
So this is something about our assessment of Lot. Let's keep reading. We are in Pasuk 15. As dawn is breaking, the angels, they urge Lot and say, Take your wife and take your two daughters, because the daughters-in-law aren't going anywhere, lest you be destroyed with the, city of the, with, with the sin of the city. And Lot hesitates. And that, of course, has a shalshelet note, a shalshelet note which goes up and down. Vait mahama, three times, indicating hesitation. It's the same note we have when Yosef is struggling to resist the seductions of Eshet Potiphar, and we sense Lot's hesitation, even Lot. Hesitating to leave Sodom, of course it is home. The people have to, the, the angels have to grab his hand. They grab their hands. Out of God's mercy. And they take him out and place him outside the city. Escape for your lives. Don't look back. Don't wait in the whole valley. Run up to the hills, lest you get destroyed. Why, do, why are they not allowed to turn round? Rashbam gives possibly the best explanation that they're not allowed to turn round because they have to, they, they've got to get there quick. They can't waste a second. The destruction is coming. Don't turn around because you've just got to move quickly. There's not a second to waste. The Ramban argues and says, no, if you want, God's presence is in the, in the valley, destroying the valley, and therefore they shouldn't look into God's destroying presence. Rashi says it would be arrogant for them to look back and watch the people who are going to die as they themselves are being saved. I'll suggest another explanation in a minute. Please, my masters, I found favour in your eyes and you've been so kind to me to keep me alive. I can't go up to the hills. I'm terrified to go up to the hills. Lot has become a city dweller. Of course, there's a great irony because Lot used to live up in the hills with Avraham and he went down into the valley and now he's terrified to go up into the hills, into the countryside. There is a city which is the closest city, Vihimitsar, and it is um it is small, it is it is a very small city. Let me go there. It is of only a small city, and let my life be saved. And he said to him, it seems to be the lead angel said to him, So I have given you this favor too. I will not destroy that city. Go to the city. I can't do anything till you reach that city. And therefore the city is called Tsoar. Here it was called Mitzar. It is the small city and it's called Tsoar. As the sun is coming up, 
it's all happening at the turn of daybreak. It reminds us of Yitziat Mitzrayim and the crossing of the Red Sea where God's presence comes at dawn and that's when he destroys the Egyptians. Here also God's destruction comes at dawn and uh, the, the sun is coming up and Lot comes to Tzora, to Tzor. Vashem him tiral Sodom v'alamora gofrit v'eish God reigns on Sodom v'alamora sulfur and fire me'et Hashem and Hashemayim from God ve'afochetarim ha'el he turns over these cities ve'kolakikar and the whole valley ve'kolyoshvehe'arim ve'tsemecha'adama and all of the inhabitants of these cities and even the vegetation ve'tabeit ishtom me'acharav ve'tahin etziv melach and his wife looked after looked behind her and she became a netziv melach she became a pillar of salt I said before and I raised the question, why is it that they weren't allowed to look back? And I think the most significant reason why they're not allowed to look back is because they are meant to look ahead. If you're looking back, you're saying that you are connected to this place. This, by the way, is also fascinating because I've already paralleled this story with Avram and Sarah and their hospitality, and of course, Lot and his hospitality. With Avram, his hospitality is a family project. With Lot, Lot is the only one to do the hospitality. Where is his wife? And of course, in the Avram story, the men who visit, the angels who visit, give Sarah a blessing of fertility, of life. Here, Lot's wife, who is not involved in the hospitality, because she is also a sodomite she is also part of that culture she looks back at sodom saying i'm really part of sodom and she becomes a pillar of salt she becomes lifeless salt doesn't have any life it preserves things in their current form and she's preserved in her form which is one of lack of hospitality just like sodom death just like sodom she is the foil the counterpoint to sarah who is given life, Lot's wife is given death. Avram, who had argued with God for the fate of Sodom, wakes up in the morning, gets up early, where he argued with God, and he looks out on Sodom, and he looks at the whole valley, he looks at the valley, and he sees the smoke of the land like the smoke of a furnace. I imagine this must have been such an incredible disappointment to Avraham when he sees that all of his prayers for Sodom had not borne fruit. But remember, Avraham doesn't know that Lot is alive and he doesn't know that Lot has been saved, as we're going to read in the next Pasuk. When God destroyed the the, the cities of this valley the jordan valley he remembered avraham and he sent lot out from this overturning what does it mean that god remembered avraham and saved lot i'll argue this way it means that lot's zuchut, lot's merit comes from avraham lot's merit was his hospitality and that hospitality is a product of Avraham from who he had learnt it. Vaya Lot Mitzar Lot 
left that city of Tsar where he is asked to have a reprieve. Originally he was scared to go to the hills, but now he's scared to remain in the valley because he's seen the destruction of the valley. He lives up in the hills in a cave. The younger one, the older one, said to the younger one, "Avinu zakein, our father is old." And there is no man to be intimate with us in the way of the world. Let us um, get our father drunk, and we will sleep with him on a chayeme avinu zera, and we will be able to um, produce life from our father. They got their father drunk. She slept with her father. He didn't know when she slept with him and when she got up. The older said to the younger, I slept with father yesterday. Why don't we get him drunk tonight? And why don't you sleep with him tonight? Maybe she wanted to cover her shame in some way. And uh, at least have somebody else do this. And we will make life from our father. They got him drunk again. And and the younger one also was intimate with him. They both got pregnant. The older one had a son. He is called Moav, who Avi Moav Arayom. He is the patriarch of Moav till today. And the younger one also had a son. He is called Son of My People, who Avi Bnei Amon Arayom. He is the patriarch of Amon to this very day. I gave a very negative assessment of the daughters of Lot. Uh, the truth is that the Ramban is much more ambivalent and many Midrashim are ambivalent about the daughters of Lot and their action. After all, they got pregnant on their first uh, attempt. Does that show that God wanted this to happen? Uh, and I'll just read a few lines of the Ramban to end. He says, um, They said, let us do the act that we are meant to do. Ki Elohim. God will have mercy on us. Hopefully we will have a male and female child. And the whole world can be produced from them. Because the world will be created through chesed. And this is of course a play because chesed is sometimes a word, a word used for family, uh, forbidden family relationships. But olam chesed yibaneh. The world will be created through kindness. And God didn't save us for naught, for nothing. They were modest. They never wanted to bring up this topic with their father. He says, uh, as non-Jews, they were even allowed to do this halakhically. But he says, um, But this was, a, you know, taboo. But he says, um, 
the Ramban seems to say that the daughters of Lot were felt they really didn't have a choice and they acted in the most modest way under the circumstances. That might be a perspective and there are Gemarot and Midrashim which go in that perspective. Having said that, I think the comparison with uh, Noah in the tent, Noah getting drunk, Lot getting drunk, and uh, the fury with which he rages against Ham, I think that is a much uh, more appropriate parallel to make. There it was Ham who only saw his father nakedness. Here they engage in real giloy arayot, real forbidden relationships. And for this, I think we can really see the effect of Sodom on the daughters of Lot. We're finished with chapter 19 and please God, next time we will take up chapter 20, the story of Avraham and Sarah in Gerar and their interactions with Avimelech. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.